Welcome everyone to the Motive Podcast. This is Shaden. I am a licensed therapist and we want to help you solve life's hardest problems. So today we're I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. I uh, I was trying to plan on what I wanted to do for this podcast and uh, I, I realized I had some epiphanies I guess from the week or just some things, some lessons that I learned and and uh, wanted to share those, and so that's not necessarily going to be one one message or one flow, but but in, instead it's going to be just some some things that I learned this week that I think is really needed to be passed on to you. And so I hope you had an amazing Easter and uh, celebrated the life of Jesus Christ and His living, um, him, him being alive and loving us. So this is the uh, n- number one thing that I learned this week that I, I I've I've known it, but it really, it really just hit home this week, and it is: few things are as bad or as good as they seem. So, as you can imagine, I speak with many people, uh, inside and outside of therapy, about fear. And the crazy thing about fear is, is when it's in your head, right? When your fear is inside of you, it grows fangs. It gets ugly. It stinks. It's huge. It's it's terrorizing, right? It's when we allow it to stay inside of us, our imagination gets to play some pretty bad games on us. And, uh, and we tend to, to then repulse back. And in the same breath, a lot of the things that we, that we think are going to be great, uh, they, they, you know, for me, it's like ice cream, you know, I, I love ice cream. And I swear to you, like, you know, nine times out of 10, when I eat ice cream, when I'm done, it's not really, I'm not really, I don't really feel that great, to be honest. Like it, it kind of leaves me feeling a little sick and, and maybe it's because of my portion proportion problem that I have, but, but few things are as bad or as good as they seem. And this might seem kind of like a, a really, I don't know, poor thing to say, but it's just, it's, it's actually a beautiful thing, right? It's, it's a beautiful thing because life is about the middle. Life is about the middle, which is which is difficult. It's where, it's where joy and where struggle and pain and peace and, and love and longing and uh, all connect, right? They, those, those are all there in the, in the beautiful middle. But it, when we, when we go to these extremes, when we allow our mind to go to these extremes, we, we will then avoid, we will avoid those things that we think are terribly bad. And we, that we, you know, that in the clinical world, we call that anxiety. Um, but on the other side, we can get into addiction stuff. We can get into really bad habits where our brain is fantasizing about something that we think is really good when in fact it, it isn't. And so take it from me and take it from many people that I, that I have seen do amazing work. I, I won't give too many details, but I'm just so proud of a certain person that I've been working with and, and, um, and just what they, what they did and where they, they had some serious fear and they faced it and, uh, and they they absolutely saw the reward of of when they jumped into their fear they saw that what they had been dreading what they'd been fearing for so long really was quite ridiculous and and quite small and had nothing had did not have the fangs did not have the the green scary eyes as they as they dreamed and the, what they also learned was that the the reward the reward outweighed the the pain that, that they had to go through to get there. And, uh, and I know all of you can relate to that. And so I hope that you will, I hope that you'll think of, think about it for right now in your life of, 
you know, what are some, what are some things that, that you fear or what are some things that you think are extremely good that you keep either avoiding or pursuing that ultimately aren't what you seem, what they seem on either side of the spectrum and make some decisions, right? Make some, some decisions to be courageous. And even if you're not courageous, do what you're supposed to do because you know the path, you know what you got to do and the courage will come while you do it or after. It's very rare that the courage comes before, just so you know. Um, none of us are entitled to courage. Uh, it, it usually shows up as we enter something that we need courage for. It's just entering it um, on faith, right? Entering it on on knowledge, on a hope that something is worthwhile. And uh, you won't always feel courage to do that, but I promise you'll have it once you do. So that was that was epiphany or lesson number one that I wanted to share with you. Lesson number two is people, this is more of like a relationship thing, people close to you want to be acknowledged. And you might be thinking, okay, yeah, like everybody knows that, but we don't. And even if we do, most of the time, right, what we're doing is we're, we're busy getting our own acknowledgement. And so because we're so busy getting our own acknowledgement, we fail to see others. And I am as guilty as anyone in this area. My wife humbles me all the time in reminding me, and so does my mother and many other people in my life, but they they are very good at reminding me of how how important it is to, to never take for granted the people in your life. And you know, I, I am I am a little biased. I have four younger sisters, I have um, my beautiful wife, I have my mother who's a widow. I've been raised around beautiful, these amazing, beautiful, powerful women. And, and I know for a fact that, that women, you do so much and men, you do too. And, um, and I, I think in, in relationships, it's easy, at least for me as a man to, to, uh, to overlook the small things. And so with, with this, uh, this principle that people need to be acknowledged, that the people that are close to you want to be acknowledged, I think it's easy to overlook those small things, the daily tasks, the, the things that, that can go unnoticed that people are doing for you to make your life better. And I don't think there's anything much more offensive in life when someone throws that in your face, when someone shows dis- disregard or a lack of gratitude for those things. And and please, please hear me out. Anybody who, you know, if you really, really know me, if you, I, this is not like, I'm not speaking from strength here. Um, and it's very, it's very easy for me to overlook the simple, the small and simple things of life. And, and the big, and the big things as well that my wife and, and other people do to make my world amazing. And so I am publicly saying, thank you. I appreciate all of you who have made my life just what it is. And, um, but I, I want to challenge again. I want to. I always like to challenge you if you're listening to this to to be and do what you would love to have because I know you want to be acknowledged. I know you want to be important, and and and, and that's a great thing. It can you know it can get out of hand at times, but it's a, it's okay to want that. It's okay to want to be acknowledged and to be important to those that you're close to. And so instead of building a ton of resentment and anger and frustration towards those around you who, who don't acknowledge you. And I was, this is a hard ask, right? This is a really hard ask of me, but what can you do to try to, to be, and to be the example of acknowledgement 
even when you think you're not being acknowledged. It's a humbling thing. It's a very humbling task. But I promise that the way the way that humans work is those with those with some with some character, those that that do see people when they when they are acknowledged, um, when, or when they you know when they receive acknowledgement, it, it tends to then invite them to do that back. And uh, you know, and if and again, if 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 you if you do that, you know, let's just say you're listening to me right now, and you're like Shade, and I I acknowledge my partner, I acknowledge my spouse, I acknowledge my my teenager all the time, and I don't get anything back. And um, first off, I'm sorry because that's that's so tough. And and I did a podcast uh, a while back. I think Bree was with me here, and we we talked about the. Um, the principles of how to heart, have a hard conversation, and I would I would reference you back to that one, if you uh, if you feel it needed to bring this up to them, you know, because I do think there is a time when when you have worked really hard and you've pushed yourself and and you are giving and giving, and when there's nothing in return, I'm not I'm not saying that you have to be impatient and leave the relationship. Please don't. However, it is okay to be able to bring that up, and uh, and you have to do that very very kindly. Otherwise. Uh, you'll you'll do what uh, Randy Chatlin taught me a long time ago, who was a marriage and family therapist. You'll end up taking away the gift. So he used to say all the time that control takes away the gift. And so if you demand acknowledgement, then the acknowledgement given will not have its reward anymore. And that's honestly, that's what makes it such a beautiful thing. And and that's why I'm I'm trying to voice my my call to all of you and to myself to be more acknowledging more grateful to those verbally that uh, that are every single day making you making your life easier and 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 don't forget to reciprocate and to find it within yourself to do that without being asked and and uh, you'll see your relationships become much 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 better I promise you'll literally be robbing them of resentment if you will choose to um, to acknowledge them so that's lesson two. Lesson three is a, I want to read you a quote that I, I read. So it's this, the only thing that walks back from the tomb with the mourners and refuses to be buried is the character of a man or woman. This is true. What a man is survives him. It can never be buried. This is from J.R. Miller. Let me read it one more time. The only thing that walks back from the tomb with the mourners and refuses to be buried is the character of a man. This is true. What a man is survives him. It can never be buried. So as I, I shared on my podcast a couple couple podcasts ago, a couple episodes ago about my father's life, and and I can attest to this quote that that character is what lives on. And character is... Uh, is the baseline of us. Character is at our core. I believe character exists before emotion. And if you if you are uh, if you've taken the plunge to jump into my course, you'll you'll you can be taught very deeply what I mean about this. Um, but it's character is at the at the core of who we are. I also believe that we came to this earth with with deep character already in, ingrained in a lot of us, and that this earth life is also time to to use that character but also to develop more and to solidify it and to hone it in. And um, for, any of you who, for any of you who are struggling in life, I, I guarantee you that there, 
what what's likely happening is you are forgetting that character you're forgetting you're forgetting the things that you value you're forgetting the things you stand for it doesn't mean you're not living it per se but you've forgotten that you really do believe in those things that you or maybe you don't have the words for them and what happens is when you your your character often gets it gets thrown away it gets thrown down it gets pushed pushed invisible because your emotions begin to speak louder than your character in your mind in your belief system again it doesn't mean you don't live with character but it it the acknowledgement of of the facts of the truth of what you stand for can be lost in the shuffle and in the in the intensity of emotion for example it's really easy uh, to you know if you feel like you have failed um, or if you know if you feel like a failure it's really easy for people to then believe they are they're a failure or it's really easy to think that if you've um, you know if you feel if you feel ashamed that you are a shameful person or if you feel stupid that you must be a, an idiot you know that you must be a stupid person most all of you and including myself but most all of you allow your emotions to tell you who you are and in our in the mode of academy self-worth and, and and mood and anxiety program i can teach you and, and will teach you how your emotion can show you who you are it can show you your character and it's done through an equation that i that i've created and and uh, but i will give you this right that behind everything you've ever felt is a subsequent emotion so if i mistreat my child right if i if i if i act in a way that's just not okay and i feel shame about it that's a beautiful thing actually and you might be thinking what because most people have a very black and white view of shame that shame is always bad and it's really easy for me to say well okay so you're telling me that if i miss if i mistreated my kid that i shouldn't feel like there what if i didn't have any shame isn't that kind of almost like sick like no shame at all could that not lead into maybe never feeling guilt as well in other words what i care about what i value and what i stand for what i b- believe in is the baseline of everything i'll ever feel and so in order in order for me to be able to feel shame the fact that i can that it even can exist in me the feeling of it not the behavior of shaming myself those are different things but to feel the emotion of shame is directly tied to my character that i value being a great father i value being emotionally safe i value being uh, having self control i value being committed and loyal and and kind if i didn't value any of those things and then i mistreat my child is it possible that i could feel shame nope it's not even possible i hope that settles with you because most of you are allowing your emotions to tell you who you are that you're a shameful person i want to help you believe and find out and realize forever that your emotions can show you who you are that behind them all 
is character. And I, and I have a beautiful process to teach you how to do that. And if you'll just go get the course, it's that simple. Less than way less than a therapy, a session of therapy. And it's, and it's literally five, like four or five sessions worth of, of, of content in my program for $99. Like that's nothing. It really is. And if it's that much to you, email me and we can talk. I'll give you a discount. I swear. I just want you to do it because it'll change your life because it's time to start protecting yourself. It's time to start protecting the love that you have for yourself and the love you're supposed to have for yourself. And the biggest attacker, the biggest enemy you have is Satan. And what he, his biggest tool to get you to hate yourself is the misinterpretation of your emotions. I promise. I promise with everything I am. And so the greater ability you have to know what to do with your emotions to allow yourself to remember and, and know what your character is will help fight against it, thus protecting your worth and protecting your vision and your perspective of yourself, of who you are. And um, it's crucial. It's not just like a cool tip. It's not just a nice little thing. Any of, If you know anybody who's taking the course, just ask them. They'll tell you. It'll, it'll change their life. Because how many of you for, really struggle to forgive yourself? You'll forgive others but you won't forgive yourself. And it ticks me off. And it's because I, I, I'm the master of that too. And I've, I've changed. I know how to forgive myself now. I didn't used to. But I, I, I know you're listening and you struggle to forgive yourself. And that's, that's part of the reason why. Is because you think, you, you think that your emotion, your emotion has convinced you that that deed, that thing you did, that created such emotion is qualifying you and telling you that you are you are that, that you are shameful. You are a failure. You are terrible. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but as a Christian and a believer of Jesus Christ, I don't know when he, when, when, when heavenly father ever taught you that your emotions are your Holy ghost. They're not the same thing. Your emotions aren't truth. They show you truth, but they're not just, they're not truth as they are. They show character. A psychopath finding their next victim and they're happy about it, like a rapist finding their next victim and they're happy about it. Is happiness a good emotion in that moment? No, that's scary. What does it say about him? What kind of characters does that show that he's happy that he just found his next victim? It's not okay. And it's not okay for you. And you need help. You, you, and the help's there. Motiveacademy.com. It'll change your life. So these are the three things that I learned this week. And I think I'm going to do this more often because it often happens to me that, that I have little tips and little lessons that maybe wouldn't take, you know, 20 minutes to do on a podcast. And, and, uh, but I think I'm going to start combining them a little bit more, even though there's not one flowing taint, like theme through this, you know, um, I hope this was still helpful for you. So to just review real quick, turn my book over here. So number one, Few things are as bad or as good as they seem. That was number one. Number two, people close to you want to be acknowledged and know that they are important to you. And number three is your character is what will live on beyond the grave. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And we will see you on the next episode.